3: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: You've been a-messin' Well, you shouldn't have been a-messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Yeah.
5: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, our number three in open lines. Care to give us a call? We'd love to hear from you up here. 713 572 4610. That's 713 572 4610. All right. First caller of the morning, let's go to Big John. Big John, good morning. What's up? Oh, Big John is shock-infested water.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Shark infested yes,
5: waters, man. I, I used to love that commercial. I just crack <laughs> oh, up. Man. Still to this day, if I see it, I crack up, man. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: But but you know something about those bananas? That yeah. is true. That is so true because my I, mom I, I can't disagree with
5: that. I'm I'm uh, I'm not a big superstitious guy, but uh, I man, can't disagree with the bananas, man.
4: See, my mom brought some bananas on the boat, and my dad looked off and said, "Who brought these bananas?" My dad got them. They came to be born. Who brought the bananas? And I, uh, <laughs> uh, that You gotta throw them. No wonder we didn't catch nothing. All right now, boy, now, get rid of them bananas. My mother said, "No, <laughs> But that is true, and yep. also that happened on. I uh, watching Swamp People. Uh what's his name? Uh Ron, the ball headed one called everybody Baby and all that. Yeah. Right. Ashley Ashley Dead I Joe brought some bananas. And he said, Oh Lord, actually Ashley, those ain't bananas you brought over there. No wonder we ain't <laughs> getting nothing. See, you baby, you gotta get rid of them bananas. But that is true, man. I saw that.
5: <laughs> well that if it ain't so true, cool, we've man. made it true over the years, you know, because I've I mean oh. been- that's just it's always been a rule in any boat you go in. No bananas on the boat, and right. they came out with banana boat uh,
4: sunblock. Right, you know? right. Yeah, man. But that is true. That is so true, man. Yeah, everything going. Everybody going. All doing all right so far, huh?
5: Yeah, everything's good, man. Just uh, yeah, trying to get another year kicked off for fishing season. Get everybody going, really get them out kidding. there on the water, and let's start catching them.
4: Yeah, we went early, man. We went up, fought off the Sabine Pass over there, right. and we ain't do nothing. The water was ugly. We ain't do a thing. So I yeah. said, "Well, let's wait a little bit more before you know a little bit uh, before the warm up tomorrow. We'll go back again." And then we ain't catch nothing. I mean, and that's
5: was, something. And y'all went that did you go down to the jetties on that end?
4: No, we didn't go to the jetties on the you end. You just fished in, city, in the channel uh, in the past.
3: Uh, uh
4: some park, uh, uh chicken uh what's it called? I forgot the name of it. Park that we usually would go to and uh we could right. get that that water was ugly. Right. And I think it had just rained and everything so but it was fun sitting out there laughing and cracking jokes and everything. So oh, that, yeah. We made a day out of it.
5: So, yeah. That was yeah that's what it's all about, anyway, you know?
4: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But, okay. Happy Fun Sunday. Real See, quick you know, on
5: a banana story I remember, you know, back when uh, Tiger Woods was in his prime and everything and playing Unbelievable Golf, and he was going to uh, take a ride on an F 14 Tomcat with a pilot. And uh, he asked that pilot before he got a, you know, that morning, said, uh, "What What's a good meal to eat uh, before I go up, you know, where, where I don't get air sick or anything like that? And he said, Well, bananas are always good. And Tiger goes, Why bananas? He said, Because they taste just as good coming up as they did going down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, I remember David yeah. Fairey
5: told that story, you know, on the Golf Channel. That was pretty funny, man. Man, I
4: tell you, but that is a true story on the banana. No yes, doubt sir. Witness in cell. Right. All right.
5: Big John, good hearing from you, man. Don't be a stranger. All right,
4: good hearing from you.
5: All right, All buddy. Right. See you, man. Bye. Big John, he's a character, man. Pretty good guy. Anyway. Well, we got phone lines available. Big John was the only taker this morning. How about that? 713 572 4610. That's 713 572 4610. Give us a call. And uh, phone lines are working. So if you want to get in, come come, give us a good story. You got a good fishing story or outdoor story. We'd like hearing those. And. Uh, and this time of year, you know, he was talking about going over at Sabine and it being uh you know, all muddy and everything. That's just kind of what they're fighting right now. We'll get this fresh water out of here and, you know, get it get it returning, you know, as these tides come back and northers blow in, moves it around. That's kind of the way we play the fresh water game. It's the way it works. You know, we'll start pulling pulling a lot of these winds and uh you know these spring winds before fronts, you'll get like a pumping south or you know an east or southeast wind. It'll it'll actually blow that fresh water off the off the top. It'll blow it out into the bay, and then the water will stay clean in behind that. Especially you know when you got good tides. Right now we're on some really crummy tides, but you can uh, man, we just make it living riding around finding those clear strips. And usually when you find them, man. Every fish in the world is piled up in them. That, uh, that was real common on the east shoreline of Trinity Bay and the south side of East Bay. But it, uh, most springs, we didn't get East Bay that messed up, you know, to where it was. Usually, when we pull a flood like that, it's usually summertime that it gets the whole bay and does that. And then, you know, once you have it unfishable water everywhere, that's, that's kind of where you spend all your time. It's working that south side of, uh, East Bay or down by dollar, you know, and Campbell's and West Bay and that kind of deal. But it's, uh, from what I saw yesterday up my way, I heard, uh, Thompson's was, they put a lot of boats in yesterday. A lot of people got out and enjoyed that beautiful day because it was gorgeous. And there were, there were some fish caught, you know, some boats had come in with eight or 10 trout and some with two, a lot of, uh. A lot of puppy drum being caught. You know, that freshwater doesn't affect them as much, you know. slot size drum. And some reds, sheephead, uh, a sand trout on occasion, but uh, most everybody was using live bait, which is good when the water's a little bit off like that. Bait seems to work better. But if you get in the right place and get on the right right amount of fish in the right area, you can catch them with lures in that dirty water. Yeah, I see that. I'll wait till after the break to get Rick. He's our next caller. We're fixing to be up on a break, and but uh, that's why you know I've always been partial to, as far as soft plastics, you know, to darker baits, just because of the area I live in and fish in most of the time where the water's denser, you don't have a lot of clarity when you get these freshwater events, and we're trying to fish our way back into good salinity levels and cleaner and clearer water but uh most time that's why i like you know your blacks and your purples your blues uh reds you know especially like the old red shad bass assassin you know that's kind of it's got a real dark red it almost looks uh like a black back with the red underside you know and a rat tail and a bigger bait you know they'll silhouette better and the fish can find them easier and locate them and uh that's that's always uh, that's why I'm partial to the colors that I throw because of the areas I fish. Now, I'm not saying they don't work in clear water because they do. If I can see it in dirty water, they can dang sure see it in clear water. But uh, it uh, it's just a you know a habit I've gotten into over the years because I just seem to catch more fish and bigger fish with those darker baits, especially fishing in that denser water. A lot of people think, well, I'm gonna go to a white or you know, a pearl or lime truce. You know, lime truce does work, but uh, for the most part, I think those darker baits do better, especially with the – once you get that water so dense, the light conditions penetrate in the water lower anyway. And uh, I think out of all the color monitors, the two best-seen baits, you know, as far as the – on that meter spectrum are your, like, electric blue and red, those two colors there, especially in deep, deeper water and denser water they become more visible to the fish and i can't disagree with that it's always worked for me so but i need to take a moment to tell everyone about boyd's one stop they're the home of the supercharged super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the texas city dike at 227 dike road and if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip look no farther than boyd's from their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. It works great on tournament fish, too. You can check them out at the store. They have them on display, or if you need more info on them, call Jason Cogbert at 281-701-8107. And while you're at the store, they've always got their shrimp on display there, whether you're looking for the big U10s, nine twelves, 1518s 15, 18s, Boyd's always has them. Fresh and in stock right there. Great price, too. Check out their Cajun Grill next door. They make some really good food there. Call them at four zero nine nine four five four thousand and one, or check them out at Boyd'sOneStop.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
4: After all, he's just a man. Stand by man. him to. to.
5: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 618 here in the Bayou City. That's right. Stand by your man. Especially after he's come back from a fishing trip and caught... A bunch of eight-pounders. Stand by him. All right, uh, let's get to our calls now. Let's, uh, Rick Bass is first up this
6: segment. Rick, good morning. What's up? Morning. I was <clears throat> listening to you and Captain Lynn talk about rattlesnakes. Um, when I was a kid, my mother, baby of 10 kids, she just died a year or two ago. She was like 97.
1: Man, they all a, grew up out in West
6: Texas. Yeah. Uh, she's the last one. Anyway, um, they all grew up out in and around the Sweetwater area. Right. Uh, between, between San Angelo and Sweetwater, Abilene Triangle, right in there. Yeah. Well, Sweetwater always had the largest rattlesnake roundup in the world. Every year, every March, first week in the March either first or second. Mm -hmm. Then they'd have it in March, because it was usually still a little cool, and those snakes would be a little lethargic, and they had these big hunts. And a lot of the ranchers and the locals, they would keep them all year, because you could sell them by the pound. And there was literally thousands upon thousands of rattlesnakes there. And they had these pits all in this big coliseum in... um, they did demonstrations on how they can camouflage and just how fast they could strike and all this kind of stuff. And as a young kid, I mean, this was our family reunion because all of my relatives, they were rattlesnake hunters and we'd go out and take, you know, have a picnic, you know, and, and they knew where to go and they would use a little, uh, copper tube, and they'd run it way up in them cracks on, a, on, a, on, a, on them old metal pumps. <laughs> they'd pump gasoline in there. And the rattlesnakes might come out of the crack, or they might come out 20 yards behind you. It was all underground, all these cracks. So you really had to be careful. <clears throat> but my all of my uncles were were cowboys. They they were day workers. They worked by the day. They furnished their own horse. they go from ranch to ranch. Mainly, they didn't work cattle. They worked goats. Uh, angora goats and sheep and all that. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> well, in the first week of June, I would get on a train downtown Houston, where Minute Maid Park is. My, my mom and dad would put me on a train, and I'd go out there and to my, one of my uncle's house and I'd go over to it. There was a member of Gibson stores. Yeah. I'd go over to Gibson's. I'd buy me a BB gun. So I couldn't carry it on the train. And it'd save my money all year. I lived to go. Because I was going to stay out there for the summer. And uh, my uncles would always have me a little pony. And I had a pony and a bridle and a gun. Kind of like that Dean Martin song. And But they wouldn't let me have a saddle. Just to, used to really just aggravate me to no end. Of course, I was a kid, just I was 10, 11. And uh, they wouldn't let me have a saddle because they were gone all day. You know, our, most of my aunts were doing something or if they weren't working at the ranch. And um, so I was home by myself. But I had a horse. But they wouldn't let me have a saddle because they were afraid I'd get off on that horse and I'd fall and get my foot hung in a stir and the horse to drag me and kill me they would They they just wanted me to fall off and break my freaking neck i guess yeah but anyways my life goal I, I learned a lot about the rattlesnake when i was that little that young how to respect them and what they could do and couldn't do they'd show how they could climb and trust me they're like anything any snake they can get anywhere they really want to be sure and uh I just lived, of course, I was young, and I shot anything that moved. I don't care what it was, a bird. I didn't even care if it was a mockingbird. I wouldn't know a mockingbird from a Chi-Chi. I didn't know the difference. And if it moved, I shot it. Um, uh, horny toads. I'm, I'm serious, but I was just a kid, and, you know, I wanted to kill something. <laughs> and uh, I was lived to see that snake. So I... Every day, I would ride my pony over to Gibson's, tie him up, lay my gun down, and I'd go in there and walk around and shop, and they'd say, you ever going to buy anything? And I'm going, well, I'm still looking. But really, what I was in there for is for the air conditioning because it was hot outside. Right. And I, d- I went there every day. But one day, I was going, and I'd go out on that ranch where it kept me from getting lost. I do not know. Maybe I think it helped me today having a real good sense of direction. And one day, I tied that horse up, and I'm looking around. I saw some birds I'm trying to sneak up on. And I looked down, and about a base of a cactus, there was a, I don't know if it was a rattlesnake or not, but it was kind of coiled up by a cactus. And, man, I saw that cactus. Shooting that snake never crossed my mind. I ran as fast as I could back to that horse and got on him. And I ran all the way to the home, about killed that horse. And I thought, man, I don't want to ever see that again.
5: <laughs>
6: so, <laughs> I mean, that made a big yeah. impression on. Of course, I've run into him as an adult, but anyway, I was going to share that old story. It's no, all right, memory. buddy.
5: Sounds good, see Rick.
6: You, Take care. Thank you, Pod. All right, next Bye-bye.
5: up, Guitar Dave. Dave, what's you got for me this morning?
7: Oh, catch. I'm wore out. I got to the rodeo yesterday at the barbecue took hall about 9.30. I tried to start getting out of there about 5 o'clock. Somebody left the gate on. <laughs> it was like a stampede coming in there, man. Oh. But I made it back at home about 8 o'clock. So uh, I rode the train. No, anyway, I had a wonderful time, man. I want to thank and uh, congratulate all all the police officers that were there because I stopped pretty much at every tent that I could. They had one sitting outside of it, it was H.P.D. Uh, Polk County Sheriff's Department, Harris County Sheriff's Department. Men and ladies, police officers, man, they were all real nice and yeah, you know it was a lot of fun. And I went in this one tent, and they had the uh, Marine Corps band in there, man, with about six, fifteen, sixteen of them, man. Piccolo players, trumpets, hum- trombones, and saxophones, and bass drum, and the uh, snare drums, and they did uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas, and uh, and uh, they did Deep in the Heart of Texas, and then they did uh, that song by John Philip Sousa, the Stars and Stripes Forever. Man, they were good, man. And then I was at the, uh, well, yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, I, was, I heard you talking with the Three Stooges this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, That was funny, and then I back off to sleep after that, but Ah, uh, really could play the fiddle, yeah. But um, it it was a lot of fun yesterday. The barbecue was very good. The, all the hospitality was good, you know. I uh, had a real good time. Uh, oh, I was standing up. I was standing in front of the big stage. There was a real good band playing there, and uh, I took my hat off because somebody has asked me about how old it was because they said it looks good, man. But how old is that hat? And I took it off and showed them the inside of it, you know, because it's pretty raggedy. When I took it off, a few minutes later, this dude comes walking up to, aren't you Guitar Dave? Yeah. Hey, you remember when I worked over there at 58 with Robert Mann working at the fire station? Remember when we had to pull you up out of the ditch? I said, oh, yeah, I remember that very well. When I, Remember when I crushed my ribs and broke my shoulder blade? So, man, I, I had a wonderful time. And in, in, uh, in, in, oh, in, in Judge James Matur, uh, my cousin, he, he would take both my cousin his son they would go to that rattlesnake roundup, and uh, Bubba had a, a, a little old six-footer. Had a six-footer. Uh, his daddy tanned it and everything, you know, but uh, had it hanging on his wall in his bedroom. Man. And he'd bring back some. He'd bring back a turtle every once in a while, you know. And so he had them pet turtles back here. I, I guess they took them up to New Waverly when they moved up there. But, but man, it. I, I had a wonderful time Cap Mickey, and it, it was really, really, uh, really, really a, a nice, nice show. And and uh, oh, I, I went by Rick B- Bice's son's tent, the Cottonwood Club, and uh, man, it was just like last year, man, with the crystal chandeliers, with the deer horns hanging, and man. Yeah. Like I say they, cool. they weren't gonna open yeah, they weren't gonna open until four o'clock, so I just like I said, I started leaving out at about five. But I had a great time, Captain. And hey, you got a lot of fans out there, man, let me tell you. There's a lot, a lot cool. of people
5: That's a good, good deal, man.
7: Thank you. Later. I gotta go to work.
5: <laughs> all right. All right. Next up, let's go to Steve in San Antonio. Steve, good morning. How are you, bud? I'm good. How are you doing? Can't complain. It's all good.
8: good. I think you passed on the the crud through the radio airways. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> going around, it's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I uh, and and I think that fishing shows kind of was a hub for it too, because I went out there. Uh, but anyway, well, just, Mardi I Gras too in to
5: Galveston. It. Everybody I know that went down to Mardi Gras and got in those crowded clubs and all that, uh, they they got the crud too, man. So.
8: Yeah. Yeah. It's going around, but I hadn't talked to you this year, but I just wanted to say that fishing with Bill Watkins over in Sabine Lake was fantastic. He's such a nice, nice yeah, guy he just is. Nice on the boat as he is on the, on the radio. Just yeah. He's a good, good guy. Stories. Relaxing. i fished with plenty of guides and sometimes it's, you know, it is what it is, but he, he certainly makes it a, a lot of fun and, and well worth the money and time to spend with him. But, uh, Uh, just trying to get some trips booked this year. I'm supposed to go back down to South Padre for my, I do that a couple of times a year and I'll, I'll fish with Luis Flandes again. I want to get with Brian Barrera, but he's like trying to get a date with Christy Brinkley. I think he's pretty tough to get get on his. (laughs) Christy Brinkley. I hadn't heard that one in a while. I figured you'd appreciate that.
5: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's back in our day, man. I know it. I know it. But
8: uh, yeah, wasn't she books in books,
5: vacation when when uh, Chevy Chase was you know driving down the road? And she'd pull up next to him in that Ferrari or whatever she was driving. I believe all, that's right. He was all goggle-eyed, and his wife was knocking him off. Yeah, it was good stuff.
8: <laughs> but uh, trying to go to Port Mansfield and then uh, Corpus uh, in beginning of May, so got book trips on the book. Hey, you sound mm-hmm. like Look you up.
5: got a plan, man.
8: I do. I'm I'm getting better at getting organized and and want to get them done out ahead because I know how these guys book up and um, unfortunately the day I'm going to be in Corpus Cliff was already booked so uh, and that happens he's he's busy as well but I did have a question for you about jig heads I I sent you that picture yesterday I guess after listening to. Uh, Cliff, talk about that chicken. Right, and I saw chicken. those colors right.
5: you had, and I've got some of those. I didn't know they called it chicken or whatever, and, and uh, I do have some of those, so I was wrong about that.
8: Yeah, I just decided I didn't have any, and I wanted to get some. But uh, typically, I throw either an eighth or a quarter ounce jig head. Uh, with is there with those Little Johns? Is it just based on the depths, or what do you recommend? Yeah,
5: I just I just base it on uh, you know the depth of water I'm fishing. And usually with a little, John, I like to use a little pro elite head that Bass Assassin makes. And it, okay. um, especially when I'm fishing shallow, their, their eighth ounce is actually like a sixteenth on anybody else's heads. They're real light. And you can actually get those sixteenths. And I know they're more difficult to throw far. But now when I was down there with Cliff that last time, I was throwing the uh, wide gap, the short shank uh, gold hooks. You know, just the regular old round plain Jane. Uh, you know, jawbreaker head in a uh, eighth mm-hmm. ounce, which is a little bit heavier than the pro elites. And uh, I was doing better with that. I, you know, as as far as I could get that a little bit extra distance with it, and then I would just jig it real good. And that 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 rounder head like that grabs more water. And you get more resistance back when you're pulling on it, and you can feel those real light bites with it, real good. And uh, for whatever reason, that one day that that round gumball head and an eighth ounce was working working really good with a, uh, you know, with a Little John and the uh, oh man that paddle tail that Bass Assassin makes, and a uh, yes. good combination. It just it just depends on the water depth too. Now if I'm fishing. Whether I'm wading or out of the boat and I'm, like, waist-deep throwing out or fishing off a ledge or something, I like a quarter ounce. Yeah. Unless those fish are real lethargic and they're finicky, and then you go to, like, a eighth ounce or a sixteenth, and you got to slow it way down and hold it in front of them a long time. But for, as far as covering water and making a lot of cast, and, you know, I'll uh, go to that and,
8: and uh, work it pretty fast, put a lot of action on it. Do you have a... Um and I, I know it depends on time of year and all that good stuff, but what was your what is your go-to topwater bait that you probably man. have your best success with?
5: Well, back when we had uh, a lot of big trout, uh, a super spook was. But these days, mm. uh, probably, um, man, as far as a, a dog walking type topwater, I'd like a, a, a top dog junior or skitter walk.
8: Okay. Okay. In that's various so colors,
5: you know. And I like yeah. to throw one that's real visible to me. That, that way I can see it good on a long cast when it's way out there. Something that mm-hmm. I can stay in contact with visually and see whether a trout's following it or, or swelling up on it or swirling on the back of it. And uh, But, uh, man, I just don't uh, get a lot of, you know, I catch a few fish on top waters. I've gotten more into you know, a floater type, and then you jig it and take it down a foot or two and stop it and, you know, let it crawl back to the surface real slow. That that seems to yeah. be, you know, like the Lele's and hot rods and stuff like that these days.
4: Okay.
8: All right. Well, I'm um it's because most of us are, as you said, it's sick individuals. I'm reloading and restocking. Yeah, we are. And so. <laughs> We're pitiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a sad story, but you got to spit it somewhere, and you can't take it with you. So it's
5: like um, you know, my wife will be with me. We'll go to Academy or somewhere, and she goes, "Don't you have some of those?" I said, "Well, yeah, I'm getting kind of low on them, though." <laughs> hmm That's I'm always the go-to. I'm down to about two hundred of them. I need to get some more. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Never know when you get a run on them. Life oh, of a fisherman,
5: goodness. man. Oh, god. Well,
8: thank you so much for everything you do, and then we sure appreciate it. And uh, uh, hopefully, we'll—I'll uh, I'll be able to send you some pictures from some of these trips.
5: Hopefully so, man. Send me some good stuff. And uh, oh, by the way, real quick before I go, how was your deer season this year?
8: Uh, it was actually pretty slow. The drought—the drought had its way with us. Uh, yeah, I figured it up your way. It probably would. You know. Yeah. N- nothing to brag on this year. Uh, I got you. Just, I guess wait, wait till next year and uh, keep uh, praying for rain at the right time. <laughs> yes, sir.
5: I got you, man. Well, I appreciate it. All right, sir. Thank you. Have Steve, a Steve. Have a good one. Thank you, man. Later. All right. Uh, after the break, we got uh, Doctor Zell, uh, Jim, and Royce. You guys hang with me. I'll get to you in this next segment. But first, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're located. In downtown Belleville, just go downtown, look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And, you know, check out their smoked sausage samples while you're there. They have them available. You can test it before you buy it. And uh, believe me, all their sausage products are excellent. With a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Check out their bonus pack. Ground beef in a 10-pound bulk pack, only $3.59 a pound. And you can gear up for the livestock show and rodeo with USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and their smoked sausage. They have that available with competitive pricing. You can call and ask to speak with Ben on that. And if you want a quarter or half-calf for processing, check out their pre-order. And Wild Game Processing, it goes on year-round. Check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs in Belleville, celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name.
9: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs)
9: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
10: Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid. But the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue
5: good morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right final segment 641 here in the bayou city all right next up is dr Zale in sugarland doc good morning what's up
0: hey captain how you doing i got that uh my place down there off of cabs bay by thompson's there right and uh uh, you know Evergreen's down down the street, and they opened that thing back up again. Did you? Uh, that's did you what play I heard. Of, a
5: buddy of mine went and played it, and uh, he said it's weird. You got to get used to it because you got the same tee box for two different holes. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I heard. But it's nine but, holes, uh, and uh, you actually play eighteen off the same tee
0: boxes. You know, I can I can basically walk down from my house down there, man. That's pretty awesome. Oh, I, I hated go, it but, when uh, they
5: closed that down. You know, that's where yeah. I always played for all those years. And my nephew, he cut his teeth on it and, you know. and it, yeah, he, uh,
7: uh, yeah, you said he
0: held, holds the record down there.
7: Yeah,
5: he had the course record there. Yeah, sure did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, listen, the reason for the call is I've got a, a nice pier and uh, a boat lift, and uh, I need some maintenance on my pylons and stuff. They're looking like hourglasses, and I don't want them to the break. Oh, and yeah, they're I, getting I, worn
5: down, yeah.
0: Yeah, I um, checked them out, and and uh, some options were to um, put some, I guess, uh, wood uh, splints around them, and then I heard you can put uh, cement around them inside some PVC thing, and we had some guy uh, check that out, and it sounded like it was going to be ungodly expensive, and I was going to get ripped off, so I'm calling oh, yeah. to find
5: out who, who's reputable. Who? There's who, two uh,
0: guys in our area out there
5: on the bay that live out there by me, and they're both excellent. Everybody uses them for all their piers and bulkheads, and everything. And that's Crawley Shoreline Construction, you know, Robert Crawley, Crawley Shoreline okay. Construction. And then you got another guy, Guy Fitzner, and uh, I can't remember the name of his company, but he's you know he's into the shoreline construction also like that. Both of them are very good and come highly recommended.
0: Okay, Crawley. Sh- um, shoreline construction, right? Yes. Uh huh. Perfect. All right, man. That's what I needed to know. So All right, you, Doc. Well hey.
5: Appreciate the call. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Later. All right. All right next up, let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. Good
11: morning, Captain. Good morning. I've got the crud too. Oh, I man, think I hate to hear we got We ought to invest in puffs with lotion. In what? In puffs with lotion, Kleenex. (laughs) The reason I call, I'm an avid listener, and I'm missing Harry D. Is he okay?
5: Yes. Remember the last show that I had him on? He had sold his place, and that was the end of it. I didn't. I guess I missed yeah, that Yeah, Pinwall Campground and Marina. He sold it out to somebody, and uh, he's he's gone. He's retired. He's done with it.
11: Good for him. I guess All somebody right, made him an thing. offer he
5: couldn't refuse.
11: <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, something's happened to the signal. I'm listening to you on my that app. Yeah, I live Odyssey in app. Can't get you on the radio in the house, can't get you in the truck. In fact, I must got to get to Houston before I can take you up.
5: Well, the there's something uh, the producer I had yesterday, J told me that they, had, they were working on our AM towers. Okay, and, uh, good. And said just switch it over to FM 100.3 HD2 if you have HD radio.
11: Well, I don't. And, and a I lot of people listen to people.
5: FM because it's a lot cleaner and better signal strength and it reaches farther out. And a lot so of people good. listen on FM.
11: At least y'all are aware.
5: Yes, good. we are aware.
11: Good. All right, sir. Have a great day. Enjoy the show. Thank you, sir. Bye bye.
5: All right. All right. Next up is Royce. I know who this Royce is. There's not many of them like this guy. Roy Simmons, what's up, buddy? Uh, not many like
1: this guy. Just getting older and older, <laughs> but I'm still enjoying it, man. That's it. We're
5: coming <laughs> after you and your Rangers this year, by the way. We're coming after uh, you. Oh, hey, I they wanna, played the first I spring wanna,
1: training game already, I not they?
5: I got to watch uh, the Astros yesterday. I forgot <laughs> that there was their first game, and Charlie P texted me and said, hey, the game's on. So I had to run in the house That's, and check it out.
1: I got several friends around the town where we live that I don't know if they're, they're headed there this year, but I think the Rangers still do Arizona and their spring training, but they'd take kids out there and, you know, they're very accessible in spring training, autographs and talking to them and stuff like that. And they, they, they made that one of their ritual spring training deals and did it for years. I don't know if they still do it, but they say it's really neat to get to see them up close and in person. Wow. Well, I thought I would uh, give you a heads up, happening a little bit early at least for us. But those white bass and hybrids, and you know, they they still hadn't dropped eggs. Some of them I know that they go up the creek in waves and spawn at different times and stuff. But uh, we usually keep our fingers crossed that by spring break, mid March, when the kids get out, that the whites are going. Right. And yesterday we just hammered them. Uh, I had some folks that really didn't want to do the catfish and hadn't really been out much with wind and everything in the last week or two, but we got on fish first thing out of the box and stayed on them all morning long. And, uh, a uh, mixture of keeper and small hybrids mixed in with just magnum sand bass and, uh, it's uh it's a little early the the creeks were running they've kind of slowed back down with the water level the the spillway gates were open for a while and now they're closed and uh i guess a lot of these fish we were catching yesterday were planning on maybe just spawning out there on those windblown points but it's early for folks that uh fish those things on the main lake but uh I think it's probably here and it's here to stay until I think you're right. The fish
5: and the birds and everything else are telling us right now. I'm I'm hearing it, you know, white bass are going off all over the place right now and crappie and hey, it's on. It's time. uh, A
1: a far end of the lake I heard some reports of crappie moving into the shallows and uh, the water temp yesterday when I launched was right at fifty but it had reached that kind of magic number that it really takes to get these fish going 56, 58 on the, on the whites. And, uh, still about 60, 62, if memory serves me right on the crappie, but I don't see anything in the forecast that says we're going to have anything in the next few weeks. It's really cold again. So I don't know. Spring may be here for good. I think you're right. Cross our fingers. Shut the gates, so, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah i was gonna say they shut the gates off on the spillway they had four four to six of them open for about a week so i would assume the trinity's uh pretty rapidly getting back down to normal i don't know what it'll do to your your fishing down there with livingston but uh
5: yeah as of uh yesterday they they dropped it down to about 6500 at livingston so it's barely above pool not even a quarter inch so uh, they huh, it down, okay
1: so. well that's that's what we are about less than really a couple of inches above pool with the gates right. closed and our main lake really never gets stained up the creeks if you went way up them they'd probably still be a little stained but the the water clarity's good the the temperature by mid-morning midday is you know 56 57 almost and uh uh, it was better than a dead stick bite by, by far. It was a little passive as the morning began, but by midday when we came in, uh, even the 10-, 11-, 12-year-old kiddo in the boat, he, he was he was talking smack. So uh, he was hooking them up easily. So Fish folks were jumping, get, baby. That's it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you got the listeners who want to make that trip up and instead of waiting until mid-March or early April, it, It's on, so I don't think it'll stop unless we get some type of cold spell or something that'll slow them a little. But once they get going, it doesn't seem to be
5: anything that'll stop them all through the spring. Nah, it's looking good for the next 10 days. Well, hey, man, throw out some info. Somebody wants to call you about getting on up, man.
1: Yeah, we still do have a few March dates open. April, May, just about booked. But give us a call. We'll try to work it in, 903 Three eight nine four one one seven gone fishing and uh, I like to call with good news. and That was good news from
5: yesterday. Hey, I, I appreciate it, man. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> Keep us informed, brother.
1: Will do. Thank you, man.
5: Appreciate Thank you, Roy. Okay, buddy. Have a good Sunday. Later. All right. Next up is Craig in G Town. Craig, what's up?
10: Hey, what's happening, Mickey?
5: Not a lot, brother. What's going on with you?
10: Oh, man, I got that. I got that crud too. Uh, you
5: got it too? Oh, man.
10: I got caught it over the radio, man.
5: Yep, I'm See, It's my fault. I knew it. I knew y'all were going to blame said, me for this.
10: Hey, listen to this. As soon as you said you had the crud, it wasn't but an hour later I started coughing. And I'm like, "What was up with this?" Anyway, I know that well, that,
5: that I mean, I feel good now. You know, I'm still a little weak like, you know, I don't have that energy level back but uh can't get rid of the cough it's crazy you, hell I can, I can look at a cough drop and start coughing
10: yeah well are you coughing up that junk
5: Do you, yes. you anything coming up oh yeah okay. yeah
10: well I, yeah. I went fishing at wednesday before last saturday and, and I, I didn't right. feel quite right but after that i was fine but that saturday man i, I by 4 o'clock, I was in bed. I was, like, out. <laughs> but uh, I'm functional. I just got that, that terrible cough. I know. You know, well, it's it, else.
5: It, it'll go back and forth. You know, you'll wake up one morning, it's all in your head and nasal area, and then the next morning you wake Big up. Time. You, you know, you can't stop coughing. When you first get out of bed, it's crazy. It is. It is.
10: Well, on a sad note, we lost Marita's mom this year. She she passed away last oh, three weeks ago. Yeah, she'd been she'd been going downhill, and now we got to deal with you know a house and all that up there in Garland
5: and so. stuff. I don't know, been there and done that, brother. It ain't fun. I know, I know you have. But uh,
10: yeah, I got all new hooks on my stuff. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to hook up. Pulled
5: up, hooked up, ready to rock and roll. It's it's Went fishing over to season, man.
10: Went over to Ballery yesterday. I hadn't been over there in a while to see her cousin. and My God, that, that place has exploded, man. That it has
5: be. exploded. It's not even the same place anymore. It's not. It's an invasion. It's like,
10: <laughs> I mean, don't they realize you ain't got no seawall over there. What, what do you think's going to happen when we get a big blow? All I
5: got to say is they got a lot of money let her rip exactly
10: there let, was sure a lot her of people blow. out yesterday
5: yeah <laughs> everybody got it came or out same, of woodwork yesterday
10: same way with galveston galveston's just crazy man uh, just tourists 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 all these cruise ships Yep. it's crazy man it really is you've been wetting the line or you, you even no waiting?
5: i not here lately i will this week you know if i don't get blown off the water every day but uh back at it. Uh, last week, I just that beautiful weather, and I just didn't have it in me. I felt so bad. And that wind long. should be
10: coming up today, I think. I'm out of yeah, that's what off. you're Pretty saying.
5: Good. All right, buddy. Well, I got one more guy I got to get, Craig, and y'all have a good one. Sorry about Marita's mother, you know.
10: Oh, man, that's life. That's life. Thank you. Thank you, Mickey, for taking my call. Hey,
5: always a pleasure. See you, Craig. Later. All right, last call of the day. Let's go to Mike. Mike, good morning. What's up?
12: Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm sure you've been asked that a hundred (laughs) times. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to say something Why people listen to your show, but it's, well, I can't say for other people. I'll tell you why I listen to it. Uh, y'all tell stories and about your fishing trips and stuff to all of these guys and their old friends you used to fish with. And you tell a story and the guy adds to it. Oh yeah. We use that lure or, you know, whatever. And, and. I appreciate that because, and I don't want to make this a sad thing, my long-life fishing buddy, he passed away about 10 years ago, and I don't fish as much anymore, but we used to tell stories. We had some pretty good ones, too, and we, when we'd get together, they'd come up, and he would add to it, you know, and I don't right. have anybody like that anymore, so I listen to you guys, and y'all really help out. You well, know? That's, you know, you so know so it's I,
5: just fish talk, man. That's what we do here, yeah, trying to inform well, people and... Through the, uh, you know, how the gads are, we all pretty much fish the same, but we're actually different in a lot of ways with lure selection and well, everything else. Right. But it's, uh, it just throws out well, a lot of
12: common talk, you know. Right. A lot of you fish together, too. You know, that's that. So you all have things in common, too. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciate that part of it. And My wife and everybody else wonders why I listen to this. So early in the morning all the time, <laughs> but that's the and you know another thing is uh, old. I, we I used to live in Victoria, and that's where we used to go fishing. I like hearing Lynn Smith on your show because, well, I relate to him. We used to fish the Port of Sea Drift, all that area down there. So he's a lot of times talking hunting though, but uh, I I really like listening to him. I've even met him down there. I put in his satellite dish for him. And, uh, that's where I met him a few years back. And, uh, right. so I enjoy hearing him. I can relate to his locations where he goes to Panther point all the way down there. So I enjoy hearing him. He'll sometimes repeat things a couple of times, but that's okay. Cause I think he's wanting to get a reaction to somebody yeah. and make sure they see the story the same way he's telling it. Gotcha. You know? and, hey man, yeah, I hate to cut you
5: off, Mike, but I I got to right. roll, buddy. I'm on a clock and oh. I got to get out of here. Oh. So Okay, well, maybe I'll call call
12: you again. Call me again. I'm always
5: here, brother. See you, man. Okay, see you. All right. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back Thursday morning,
3: bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?